Two thirty. One sixteen. I like how we always say what time it is. Like <laughs> <laughs> right after we <laughs> 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 a different time. You have already had to listen to the classic. <laughs> All right, hello and welcome everyone to Let Me Finish. I am your host, Daniel, joined as always by Kevin. Kevin Exotic. Kevin Exotic. That's my name now. <laughs> I want to legally, legally change it. Changed. We saw Tiger King, so... Oh, I got to change my Twitter name to that. <laughs> Kevin Exotic. Oh my god, so I'm going to do that. Yeah! <laughs> That's a thing. It's going to happen. All right, tell me, about this, <laughs> tell me about this quarantine coffee, though. I'm actually really curious. Daniel took this big gulp of water, and like, it was really thematic. Uh, wait, the quarantine coffee? Get my NPR on. Do I start? Yeah, dude, okay. I listen to only people over 60, which is not a demographic, unfortunately. But only people over 60 will know this. But I listen to, like, wait, wait, don't tell me on... Um, basically npr i listen to npr on like sundays this is the thing i do now this is quarantine kevin this is what i do i listen to npr on like sunday nights while i wash dishes <laughs> so wholesome <laughs> wait are we talking about quarantine coffee yeah let's talk about quarantine coffee i'm really curious about yeah this is pretty uh, easy yeah what's going on with this because i've just been drinking regular like keurig coffee this is okay this is a huge trend it's called dalgona coffee that's the that's the korean name or whatever i don't think it's a new thing but it's like really popular now because people you know don't want to go out and buy coffee and all they have is like shitty instant coffee but there's a way you can make instant coffee like kick ass and that's that's basically dalgona coffee so all you have to do is it's super easy and there's a ton of videos about this so i did it yesterday with my producer um i did it twice we did it in the morning and we did it uh like late at night with dinner and we also made dalgona coffee so it was it was really good so like uh the the, all you have to do you you know like those instant coffees like nespresso kind of but not nice like cafe and stuff. Okay, but not like the powder because that's what I thought. I thought like the powder, but I've seen people use uh, like the crystally kind of. Have you ever seen that? It's like a jar and it has like weird little like crystal looking rocks in it. you could try it with um, powdery stuff. I'll, I haven't really. Well, I did try it with powdery stuff. I think, but I think it works best with the more like crystally like nespresso kind of stuff but uh, yeah i don't know like it's almost like a instant espresso kind of a thing that's what i've been okay. doing it with yeah yeah that's what i think is good but you could also try with the powdery stuff like uh like nesquik or whatever you said <laughs> i mean <laughs> or ovaltine i guess whatever <laughs> ovaltine in there. oh my god here's how you make it though all you have to do Two scoops of instant coffee, two scoops of like, I use like warm water, and then two scoops of uh, sugar. That's it. Just two scoops of each, um, like tablespoons or whatever, and then uh, you mix it. Now, if you mix it by hand, you have to mix it by hand for like 20 minutes. 
like straight. So people hate it. So I don't think people really do it by hand that much, but they say you can. Um, so you can mix it by hand for like 20 minutes and then, um, uh, and it's worth it, but I have a standing mixer. So I just throw it in the standing mixer, turn on the standing mixer, and then like 10 minutes later I come back and it turns into the consistency of like, like foamy whipped cream, cloudy, good something. It looks like peanut butter. Yeah, it looks almost like... It yeah, looks like peanut like, butter. It looks almost like almost even like a really light yogurt or something. Yeah, but it's like weightless. And also it, it holds like if you hold it upside down, it doesn't move. Like it doesn't it's just like it's this weird matter. And it turn and that's and it, I'm telling you, it's just coffee, water, and like and a couple other things. And it just turns into that, that peanut butter looking thing that it's just like it's doesn't move. It's weightless, and then, like, you just scoop it on top of some milk, and it's so, like, buttery, and, like, it's delicious. It's amazing. I'm going to make it today as soon as I get out of here, man. I should have made it already, but I decided to drink beer instead because it's too early for coffee. Fair enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. you got to try it. Wait, you have to try it, so you got to do this. It. Get the instant coffee. Maybe you have some in your house. Do you have some? I think I might have some in my house. All right. Maybe. You're going to do it. you got to do it. I have like, I have this like cappuccino, or no, not cappuccino. I have this like pumpkin spice latte mix. That's pretty gross. Don't do that. Yeah. No, Don't it's do pretty, that. I, it's, I'm not into it. You have that because no one likes that. You probably got that like I don't like know a, why. I, some, <laughs> my wife's, someone gave it to my wife at work. They were like, hey, I hate this shit. You have it. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Also, it was, like, October, so, like, it's still in your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, well, that's... Yeah, I'll have to give that a try. Yeah, I've listeners, trying to try it out. More, trying to cook more here in, uh, in the quarantine. But the hard thing is, I feel like anytime I cook, I run out of uh, ingredients is the thing. What? Um, I always like find what? myself missing something. Oh. And so normally it's not a big deal because I got like a grocery store literally a block away. I just hop in the car real quick, drive over there, grab what I need, and then I'm I'm good. But there's now like a a line outside. Oh, you saw that? They're, they're just like they're letting like five people in and five people out. So yeah, down. I just saw that yesterday. I hadn't seen that here till then. So yeah. there's a line, and they and it's a big line, right? Because they space it out too. Yeah. It goes like all the way down. It's it's at a Winco and it goes like all the way. Oh, the Winco, the Winco to like the other side of like the Hobby Lobby that's next to it and stuff. I'm like, damn. Wow. Like I had to go actually shopping yesterday. I actually had to wait in the line. I was like, oof. So you have to wait in the line for how long? Like, well, I got lucky and I, I didn't have to wait too long because I just got in like just as they let in, kind of like a like a big group, and then like. Some other people left, so they're like, oh, you could just go ahead and head in. I, the, I, the door hooked me up. But. I'm a little dubious about those lines because I was at this store that I usually go to. It's the Asian, it's like, it's like an Asian store. Um, and they had this line, and it was really long, like you said. Like, it went all the way out of the store and then somewhere, like, a little bit towards the out. Not that long, though. Probably, like... 20 people maybe 25 but at the same time i was like i don't know i've been to this store a lot and there's usually not that many people here 
And I'm like, something about this line makes me feel like there's more people in the store now. Because everyone's just sitting in the line and then going in the store. And something about the way they were just letting people in was weird. Because, like, one yeah. person would walk out and they would just let, like, as many people in. There's little, here we go in, three people. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it was like, I feel like we're just, like, everyone's just well, sitting in this like- line and... You're just forcing that seems them like off. a problem right there. Uh, so yeah, so think about the way they did the line. It was just like, and then when I went in, it was like crowded, and I was like, I don't know, this line thing doesn't seem to make. Usually, there's like no one in there, and then when we go to the checkout, it's like these big lines. So you basically just have a big line at the checkout and a big line like trying to get in, and then it's just like this craziness. Yeah, do they do the space out thing at the checkout too? Yeah, then they do the space out thing. They're I doing don't know. the same thing there. They have like tape. <laughs> they have like tape on the floor, of, like where you wait in line and stuff. Uh, so yeah, if you man, cough I mean, on someone, they're supposed to get coronavirus and then infect yeah. like thirty other people and they have, create like, a headache. They installed uh, like cough shields. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh my you seen god. That? They put like these uh, like fiberglass panels. Yeah. At the uh, registers, so like there, that's there's a, like a yeah. It's not like all closed off though. It's just literally just where you stand there by the little pay thingy, whatever. There's just a fiberglass panel in between you and the cashier now. I was thinking about that because I realized, like, oh, if one cashier got sick and then didn't even realize it, he could basically just infect, like, a thousand people in a day. Like, if I was a cashier, I was like, I'm touching everyone's shit, you know. That's all. But that's kind of the thing I was thinking about while I was there, too, is that I'm, like, looking around. I'm like, you know, there's so many people touching, like, all of this product oh dude i grabbed a pack of beef jerky and then i felt guilty and i put it back and then i was like oh shit now i feel more guilty is that bad are you not supposed to do that well that's the thing is i tried to like anything i i would only try and like touch the thing i would grab but the thing is like i don't know like the produce section and stuff you know like people they grab stuff they feel it they like look around and they put it back yeah i was like probably every single avocado in the stack of avocados is probably oh my god corona yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. You So you could just pretty much get whatever you, you could be like, oh, I, sorry, I accidentally touched these like five things of ice creams. I guess I have to buy them now. Yeah. <laughs> just your excuse to buy whatever you want. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it was weird to do that whole line. So in Washington, we I didn't know when they started that because I went to the grocery on like weekdays and stuff. For a little bit there, and then I went yesterday, and then, um, and then yeah, yeah, it was a Saturday, and yeah, there's lines outside of everything, and I was like, nah, I don't know, I don't know, this is weird, this is very weird. Maybe in the future, people will have to start like, because everyone's talking about now, like, oh, what'll it be like after coronavirus? Maybe we'll have like some kind of rules and stuff, and I thought, you know. Maybe they'll start following those max occupancy signs, and they'll be like, okay, only have this many people, and, like, count the number of people, and then once you get too many people, don't have any more people. But, I mean, usually those signs are pretty inflated, so I don't think we actually are close to that. Yeah, generally it's it's pretty rare, I feel like, that you actually reach your max uh, occupancy, unless it's, like, unless it's, like, an event or something, you know? Yeah, but obviously, like things like concerts and stuff like that. That's where they have to be a little more conscious about it, I think. But yeah, I don't know. That's, gen- I think generally just in like a grocery store. I don't think it would matter. I don't think it would matter. So if coronavirus wasn't a thing, like I, you could people can have all the germs and like illnesses spread and stuff, and no one gives it like a flying 
you know, crap about. Like, no one cares. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, no. if it wasn't for coronavirus, no one would care. If there was a flu season or something and people were getting sick or whatever, like, nobody would care. You know? This is like an unprecedented epidemic or whatever. So, yeah, okay, people care. But, like, if it wasn't for that, people would not care about getting other people sick. People are not empathetic like that. They're like, okay, no. tough shit, you know? <laughs> I don't think people really even care about people. Most people don't even care about the coronavirus and people getting sick with the coronavirus either. Oh! Like, honestly. Like, oh! A lot of people don't. No, I'm saying, like, dude. Like, like what? There was, there was, like, this lady in the store... And um, and she was licking she, the ice cream and putting it back around. in. <laughs> Dude, it's those bastards that started this whole thing. It's those bastards. But no, like there's this lady and she's walking around. She had like a mask on and stuff. But then she I had a mask. Just, on I don't know. Too. You know, she's like there's like the whole like you know you're supposed to stay six feet away, whatever. But I don't know. You know, whatever. I was. I mean, you know, I tried to fall for the most part. If I needed to grab something and someone was just not moving, though, I'd just be like, whatever. I'll just go grab it. But this lady, she was just walking around the whole store, just, just like, I don't know, just getting really, like, in close to everybody and stuff. And then, like, there was... Um, what do you mean? Like, like there was lap like, dancing and stuff? Or, like, what? <laughs> no, just, I don't know, just, you know, like, getting up and, like, it just... She wasn't, you know, like, doing the whole six feet away thing, which, whatever, I don't know. Oh. But then there was this, like, uh, it looked like there was, like, a deaf couple there. I'm pretty sure they were deaf, because they were talking in ASL. So, I mean, I don't know if they were both deaf, but I don't know. But I think that she, like, she kind of came up behind one and, like, kind of, like, opened the door and just, like, surprised her. So then she kind of, like, stepped back. And I think that she, like, misunderstood that as, like, her being, like, upset that she got too close. But then the other woman, instead of just being, like, oh, you know, I upset this one by getting too close to her or whatever, she takes off her mask, leans into her face, and she's like, it's okay. It's okay. And just shouts in her face, it's okay. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, what whatever, be, like, walk around and be like, don't, don't, like, don't follow, like, the social distancing, like, I don't know, you're already not following the social distancing thing, whatever, it's not a huge deal to do that, but they just, like, start shouting in people's, ta- like, you took a shouting in her face, and, like, wow. just shout in your face, like, oh, it's okay, like, I'm like, you why, know, like, relax, that doesn't make relax. sense, <laughs> I don't know, man, it's just, so I think that that's the thing, though, is that there's a lot of people like that that are just like, oh, whatever, you know, it's like it doesn't apply to me. I'll get the coronavirus or it's just all blown out of proportion and mm, stuff. That's true. And all. And, and I think that there is like a certain level of like we, I blasted that's going on. But like <laughs> to just blatantly walk around and just be like getting in everyone's business and then shouting in their face. There like, are people. No one, the thing about that is that like. Deal. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing about that, too, is that it's like, that wouldn't even be acceptable if there wasn't a pandemic going on. Yeah! You know what I mean? That's so weird. I'm like, you're just clearly just don't have any kind of, like, regard for anyone else's, like, space right now at at all, ever. Yeah, that's so weird to, like, that's so strange. I think um, there are people who don't think coronavirus is a thing. And they're called libertarians, and I blasted them last time. <laughs> and I'm not apologizing. I, I'm not saying libertarians are bad, but I'm also saying people, like, this whole coronavirus is not a big deal, and, like, blah, 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 blah. Ugh, so annoying. It is so annoying. It made me so angry. But at the same time, I mean, whatever. I don't know. I figure it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll it won't be a flu forever. Whatever. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, actually, there will be a flu forever, but we won't have a coronavirus forever. I'll keep, yeah, Are you yeah. wearing a mask? Do you have a mask? I went out with a mask yesterday. I was really excited. I don't have any masks. Oh, so. you gotta get a mask, man. I, we have some because we used to clean with them, and I was like, wow, nice. I actually have one, and I wore it around. It's pink because my producer bought it, but uh, but it's nice. Yeah, It's a mask, dude. It's a mask. Yeah. What people don't talk about is the mask smells like shit in there. It smells so gross. I don't like, yeah, no, masks are not fun to wear, dude. Well, because, yeah, you know, like, uh, we used to do all that, like, remodeling work on my house, you know, growing up. And so we had a bunch of, uh, like, the dust masks, which were out. Yeah. Are those the N95 ones? I don't know, but they look like a... I I think, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, we had a bunch of those because we would, like, I don't know, like... Sand, yeah, it's the N95 masks. We had a bunch of N95 masks for, like, I don't know. We'd, like, sand stuff or we'd, you know, be painting or whatever it is. But, God, man, those things, they get sweaty. They get smelly. If you haven't brushed your teeth that day. Oh, that's a problem. You smell whatever you were eating for breakfast. Gross. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean... The, the whole mask thing was like, I think it was a good idea, though. So, like, yesterday, CDC came out and said, this is the beginning of April. And they said, um, yeah, maybe Americans in public should actually wear masks. That would be a good thing. Cloth mask. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Could have told you that yeah. a while ago. Like, I don't, you know? It's kind of weird that they, like, like, I understand that maybe they were trying to be like, well, it's not going to make a huge difference because... Yeah. People probably won't wear them right anyway. They do keep saying still that. still get infected. But, yeah. like, and they were trying to, I think, save some masks for, like, the medical workers. But I think at this point, they're like, it's, it's too far gone. Yeah. Like, it's too, they do whatever. keep saying that. They keep saying that, um, you know, the, the mask is kind of a false sense of security because if you touch your face, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So the mask is... Well, you know yeah well i think what people don't understand is that it's like you know being like protected you know 95 percent of the time doesn't really matter because once that you know that five percent of time of the like you know if you're not wearing gloves or if you do take off your mask to shout in someone's face at the supermarket or whatever it is like you know if you get infected in that time, then it doesn't matter at all <laughs> any yeah. of the rest of the protective measures you're taking because it, you, it's just pointless. Yeah. Because you're infected, and then that's well, not going to do anything anymore, you know? That's something I've been thinking. So they just approved an antibody test, which can tell them if you've already had it and mm-hmm. if you've developed immunity, something like that. And I would love to take that test because I have a big theory that I've already had coronavirus. I think I've already had it. I think that I was asymptomatic. I have no proof whatsoever. <laughs> but Came I've been to you in a dream. I've been going out and like picking up food for takeout or going to grocery store and like nothing's happened at all and I never felt sick and I, I don't really get sick very much and I was like I don't know. That's what's weird and I think that's why some people don't take this thing seriously is because like if you're not sick if you didn't get sick, if you don't know anyone who's sick, you're just kind of like, oh, what's the big deal? You know? Yeah, But exactly. that's the good thing. You should be like that. If everyone follows the guideline or whatever, then that's what it's like. You're just like, oh, no one's sick. Okay. And then later you're like, all right, done. 
But uh, if everyone's sick and you know everyone's sick, then you're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah, that's that's kind of the thing, too, is I, I... I don't actually know anyone who's sick. Me neither. I don't, no. I don't really. There's no one really closely connected to me. Yeah. Like I was, I was in a, I was doing like a, a study session with some of my classmates over like we just hopped on a Zoom session, did some study session, uh, and one of them, I don't know, she has like a friend of a friend who has it or something, so it's like still pretty far removed. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, I think for a, there's a lot of people who have been infected, obviously there's a lot of cases, but I think for a lot of people, there's, it's just not really, it's yeah, not it's close enough to actually, a lot of us just don't know an impact on uh, our lives. It's weird. It's weird how that is. To feel like it's making an impact, at least for people to actually start to feel kind of like it matters to them, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, so Washington's been doing good. We don't have a big curve, apparently. We've sort of tapered it off, which is great. But we'll see. You know, it's going to be awkward. Because uh, even if Washington beats it, then it's like, well, if anyone from another state comes here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's kind of the concern, too, is that it's like... So even say we say that we, like, beat whatever, we, like, beat coronavirus or whatever... And then we like start going back about our daily lives. You know, they're they're thinking that there's probably going to be at least like some like you know pockets that have like a resurgence, or at least a small resurgence of you know COVID nineteen. Yeah, because probably what will happen is you know we'll have we'll, it'll kind of clear up, and then we'll start going back about our daily lives. But then someone could be asymptomatic or something, and then you know it starts spreading, and then then yeah. you have another outbreak. That's it's why okay. probably is going to be smaller scale because we'll probably respond to it quicker, but it's yeah, likely but to happen. That's why the stay at home strategy is not very good by itself. If you just said everyone stay at home and then 14 days go by, no one touches anyone, and then like eventually the virus just dies off or whatever, like it's a bad strategy because you still can just spread it when people come back out. It could just lurk a little bit and spread as soon as everyone get back out. It doesn't actually solve anything. It's actually really pointless to stay at home unless they either, like, they have to increase their medical capacity or they have to find a vaccine, which would take over a year, or they have to create yeah. treatments to deal with people who get coronavirus and then get, like, double pneumonia and stuff. So if they have a lot of ventilators and they have, like, those, those hydrochloroquine, those kind of, like, apparently that's one of the medications they're trying because um, they said people with lupus apparently don't seem to get coronavirus and they use hydrochloroquine to treat people with lupus. So some weird stuff like that. Um, so if they find some treatments that help with people, they add a bunch of medical staff, they add a bunch of ventilators and they're geared up for this type of deal, then, you know, then it's, you know, if you let people out and it spreads a little bit and you can deal with it, like you said, to get people in and out faster, like once you get a better throughput, then it, then it makes sense. But, um, but the, the staying at home by itself is useless because it, it doesn't do anything. It only makes sense if you manage to buy time and use that time to, to do something. Otherwise, yeah. you're better off just having everyone just mingle because then you'll actually get people getting it. Most of the people who get it will recover, and then they'll be immune so that if someone they know gets it, they can't get infected from it, so they can't spread it to anyone. So eventually, you have enough immunity in the group that whenever someone gets it, they can't penetrate yeah. that many degrees. 
So it, it makes more sense to let... That's what UK was trying to do, but the problem is this thing is just so fast-spreading that if you let people mingle, it's going to hit just everyone, and yeah. it's too powerful. So you have to just buy time, skill up the resources, and then eventually people are going to go out, and it's probably going to spread a little bit, but hopefully by then, you know, there's enough medical supplies and stuff that people don't, you know, completely collapse. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> that's I think what that's I think anyways. Of- no, and I think that's kind of the point of, like, the social distancing, the stay-at-home order and stuff, is that they don't expect it to just, you know, cure coronavirus. I think a lot of no. people expect that to be the case, but more what it is is it's, like you said, so because, you know, in, in places that were just having just crazy amounts of, you know, spreading, yeah, uh, they're they're just being completely overwhelmed, like Italy. Yeah, you know, just completely overwhelmed. Uh, the medical system was so it's really more just to slow down the number of cases to a point where stabilize. Our, yeah, our infrastructure can handle get it, it to stabilize and have more medical resources. So that, you know, you just delay. People still get sick. Arguably, maybe the same amount of people, but yeah, they don't get sick at the same time. So you just. Yeah, you flatten the curve. That doesn't mean... When you flatten a curve, it doesn't mean the curve gets smaller, like, integral-wise. It just means it, like, it spreads out. So Yeah, exactly. It just takes place over a longer period of time. Yeah, you know. Anyways, I think... Um, not to... to the, the wonderful topic of coronavirus, but... <laughs> but Tiger King! Tiger the King. The best show on Earth, which I made you watch. Because yes. I watched it and I was like, holy shit. By the time, so I watched it with my producer, um, we both felt uncomfortable in like the first or second episode and we turned it off and then later I just couldn't stop thinking about it so I finished watching it like a couple days later um, and I just watched it like in one sitting print. I stayed up till like 3am just watching that and I was like, oh my god, this is like, <laughs> this is just insane. It's crazy. <laughs> But no, it's really some of it is really, really upsetting. Like seeing like the the treatment on some of the animals, and like hearing uh, it's just some parts that are really upsetting. Like, what's that. the like, premise? Give the premise for the people who haven't seen. It. If you haven't seen it, if you're a Disney Pluser or something, something. So basically, the idea behind uh, Tiger King is that there's it kind of it follows mainly the uh, story of one uh, big cat zoo. Run by a man called Joe Exotic. Uh, it's in Oklahoma. Obviously, and there's kind of a rivalry going on between her, or sorry, him, and a woman, Carol Baskin, who runs a big cat rescue. She's like a big PETA, you know, I don't know, animal rights activist um, in Florida. There's also a part involving um, another big cat experience place uh, in like what was it in Georgia or something. Uh, mm. run by a man called Doc Antel. but Yeah, something like that. So there's a, just basically there's a big feuds going on. The animal rights activist is trying to get him shut down. He's trying to kind of push back against her. It gets really crazy. He tries to run for president at one point. Joe Exotic does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's for president, governor. It's, it's so, there's like all these characters. There's some spoilers ahead, but... So you have Joe Exotic, he has this white trash ghetto Oklahoma zoo. I didn't even know this place existed, but it's like a fake zoo 
that just has a bunch of tigers in cages, which apparently is legal or something. And he just has yeah. all this. He just has this all, all these exotic animals and like, well, like gorillas like, and just like crazy a loophole, stuff. Loophole basically where you can't like sell. You, you're not allowed oh. to sell or transport exotic animals like that, but. You can have them, you can own them. So they're basically selling, breeding, and selling and transporting under yeah, the table. Yeah, they're breeding them. They're like, they were breeding like a huge amount. They had like, they had like two to 400 tigers, just tigers. And then like, yeah. well, I think 200 tigers or something plus a bunch of others. But yeah. just insane amount of like wildlife that probably belongs in Africa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just sitting in a little like farm in Oklahoma and people would come in and like they let them pet them, they let them take pictures and like um insane like someone got their arm bitten off, someone who worked there. Yeah. She got her arm bitten off by a tiger and they basically show you like part of it in it and I was like what the f. At first I was like I didn't believe this man. And then like it's crazy i was like oh shoot (laughs) they have like a bunch of crazy footage from inside the uh way way too much right now joe exotic is in uh, is in prison yeah but they have a bunch of of footage from kind of when this was all going down from inside the zoo because joe was a complete narcissist and he was having a reality show filmed about yeah so they have like everything's on so camera. much footage really good it's documentary really so good much stuff footage. really really just, just also he's like in. a performer he's like a joe exotic in his own way is like a performer like oh yeah he just keeps like anytime they interview him or like anytime he's just on camera doing his own thing like he just performs it's really good in a weird i mean it's terrible but it's really good <laughs> he's really no he's okay. really good at selling also the joe exotic say, character He's like a guy with like a blonde mullet. He's um he's like a raging homosexual who also carries like a gun and then has wild tigers. And I said raging homosexual because he's a polygamist and he has two husbands. Yeah. <laughs> and night like and they're both Ninth? like younger than him. Yeah. Like twenty well, years. What's crazy or about that is that his husbands aren't even gay. Either of yes! them. Yes! He's a just he basically is just like feeding a man. He marries two straight men, basically turns them gay, and then also, yeah, they they are like meth heads. They are like hard. We f- don't find that out until later, but they are like, but you kind of know they're yeah, like you kinda hardcore method. The weird thing is, so like this documentary, they basically film everyone too. So they have like pieces from like the past, and it spans like many years, and they have just yeah. all these points on the timeline. There's so much good footage, and then they go and they interview like every single person. I don't even know how they got that many people to like be it on was camera. Really, it was really impressive. I wasn't expecting them to have so much. Like I don't know. Like most, I feel like a lot of documentaries have like a lot of reenactments, a lot of like kind of just repeated footage and stuff. It was just it was a lot of just kind of like raw footage from inside the park. A lot of footage from other people, a lot of footage, yeah, a lot of interviews from everyone, like everyone that was involved. They got, and like, even people that were like, just involved kind of in the community and stuff. Like, there's like Joe Exotic, there's like some other people who keep like big cats and stuff. There's like this dude who was like this huge, huge drug dealer. 
and mm. got caught. So then he just started selling like exotic animals because in Florida, that guy, he was right? making like the same amount. Was that? Yeah, that was the guy in Florida, right? Yeah, like the yeah. Scarface guy. He was guy. making like the same, basically making like the same amount of money selling exotic animals, except he, it was just lower risk. He was he was a he was like alleged to do all these things that were like literally just out of the movie Scarface, which was yeah. crazy. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, they say that he's. Some people say that like this char- the character Scarface is based on him. He even kind of yeah, looks like him. He looks like Al Pacino and Scarface. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy, and he, it was it was just like, and then they also had so there's Doc Antle, so we had Joe Exotic. He's you know white trash. He's always you know very risky health and safety kind of farm thing. But the, there's also Doc Antle, who's similar, but he has more legitimate connections, and he trains animals for like yeah. movies and stuff, and um, he has his own zoo. He's a little more of a business guy, but he has like twenty different women. Who are like young women who who come and work at his zoo, and he sort of like manages them like a cult. Like there's a bunch of weird control and perverted stuff with them coming when they're teenagers to work at his zoo, and then he sort of grooms them. Yeah, like really weird stuff. He like very uh, he gross. Like picks all these like risque outfits that they have to wear. Yes, at, get like, some boob jobs to, at their work and stuff, and. uh Pays for the boot jobs. Very weird. There was this one woman who was kind of like, she she had stopped working there and she's like, yeah, they kind of like, they they like pretty much just, they had her working like nonstop, like 18 hour days. Yeah. And they give them $100 a day. That's pretty much it. Oh yeah, yeah. Or $100 a month, actually. Yeah. So there's no way they can like really just like leave off and go get their own place or anything. They have them working literally just all day until they sleep for a few hours at night and then they just scheduled her boob job and said hey you know you're having a boob job on this day or whatever (laughs) and then she just kind of accepted it because it meant that uh she was kind of just like okay she was kind of scared a little bit to say no but also she was like well that means that i'll get like some time to rest and i won't have to work these 18 hour days like it's crazy he's just like 100% 100% a cult. The plantation type of yeah. thing going on. I feel on like it was basically just three different cults, though. Because, like, it was Joe so weird. was kind of like a similar thing where everyone was kind of like, he, he was okay. manipulating all these people. Like, it wasn't necessarily It like, was like an anarchist cult. It was, it was like, like an, an anarchist, anarchist cult, yeah. No, they were just, they were just, they kind of lived all in, like, uh, on the zoo, too. Uh, he would just feed his employees with, um, like thrown away expired meat from Walmart. expired meat from Walmart, yeah. Like and he would also he would, he would get the he would just get a truckload of expired meat, and that's how he would feed his tigers. Yeah, but he would give his employees. He's like, oh, you got you guys get first pick on the meat, and they'd be able to go and literally fish feet meat out of a dumpster, oh like meat God. from like the meat section at a grocery store. And he would also like. Um, there was these. Uh, there's all this footage of him just walking around the park with a gun and just firing at people, like firing, like "Oh, who are you? Ah, I'm gonna get!" Ah, and you like fire a gun at them and like sh- shoot like near them or shoot you like the shoot near their feet their and stuff. Yeah, just insane shit. Like he looks like he's just like drugged out of his mind, just running around his farm, just shooting at people. Just yeah. insane. Just pure insanity. Like to yeah. lights of which you couldn't even imagine, and they have it all on camera, and it's yeah. it's 
And so the other characters is so Carol Baskins. Explain Carol Baskins. Carol Baskin is, I feel like, also leading a cult, basically. Because she's she terrible. Runs, yeah. She because she, she runs a big cat rescue, right? And but she it's kind fake. of always makes a big thing about, oh, like, we gotta get these these cats, they belong in the jungle, they're, you know, whatever, they're kept in cages. But what's interesting is she keeps all the cats, sometimes in smaller cages than like Joe Exotic yes. or Doc Antlewood. And her at her and she doesn't like rehabilitate them for the wild or anything she just keeps them there uh yeah now she doesn't she do runs like the petting zoo. yeah she doesn't do the petting she doesn't do breeding um and she doesn't obviously like transport and stuff um but she charges for well, people to come and see the cats hang so it's on basically like another zoo what's up? it's like a zoo she started out breeding though when they but go that, into her yeah. backstory she was married to a guy who was like some people said a millionaire. Some people said a billionaire. Um, and he 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 was the one who was buying all these exotic animals. I looked him up on Wikipedia. They said he was a billionaire, actually. On the show, they just said he was like a multimillionaire. Um, but he was uh, buying these exotic animals. And she was with him. And they were kind of partners. And they were like breeding the animals. So she started out as a breeder. Yeah, they were breeding the animals to be uh, domesticated. And Domestic Joe Exotic animals. actually started out as like a person who didn't breed. He, yeah, that's the version of him. He kind of started out as like a yeah. cat rescue, and yes. then he got a little money crazed. But yeah, yeah, Carol Baskin is really kind of like just as bad as the rest, though, because all of her workers at her big cats rescue, they all are like, it's literally. She explained there's like a whole structure to it where you're like, you start out as like a level one volunteer. Oh and my god! No <laughs> one gets paid. No one gets paid. None of her Volunteers. people get paid, and she's yeah. and now her. Husband died. <laughs> oh, they go into it. Disappeared. He we'll go disappeared. into that in a second. And but she has them declared she, dead. Yeah. So she's she's loaded. She's loaded. She doesn't pay any of these people at all. They like they're like oh level them a level one. They're like oh like I can I work like this many hours a day, which is it was like a lot. It was like twelve hours a day. And they're like after a few months I can move on to level two and this and that whatever. And then it's literally like it's like. They're talking like they're Jedi or something. They're like, yeah. they're like a level one master or whatever and stuff. It's, it's peak weird. Amway. But then you can also be an intern and work like 18 hours a day. And yeah. you can fast, fast track, track to the next level. It's, it's just crazy. peak multi-level marketing. It's crazy. Yeah. And these people are just like obsessed with her. It's wild. And What's then, so weird is that like all of these, all of these, you know, I don't know, all these people, like Carol Baskins, Doc Antle, Joe Exotic, they're all have these beautiful tigers, and then that becomes, like, somehow this weird ploy that gives them so much control over, like, everyone yeah. around them. It's just so weird. Yeah. I don't even understand how Well, that that's works. what's crazy, is that it's not even really, like, it. the, the, the tigers, the, the cats are very, they're, like, a very small part of the show, really, really. Yeah, true. Because they're really just, yeah, like you said, just it's just a, a ploy for them to get power, you know? I mean, and, and everyone, and all of them kind of have, like, I feel like kind of some kind of weird back story thing that really kind of, like, I don't know, sets them up to be in that position where they, I don't know, like, for example, Carol Baskin specifically, she talks about how she had no friends growing up, and the only friends she had were, like, two imaginary friends that were cats, so, so she just like basically she sees like the cats as just her friends or whatever, 
and she yeah. clearly has issues. She's uh, insane. I Joe, so she's like the the peak virtue signaler too. Because every yeah. time she talks, she's like, "You cat shouldn't be in cages." Weird smile and with cats in the cages behind her. <laughs> yeah, it's so like, weird. The peak virtue signaler with like the most unsettling demeanor. She actually yeah. got really angry. So I, I found out she got really angry at the Netflix for the show because she feels like it portrays her in a negative way, which it does because she's mm-hmm. a terrible person. Uh, I think it. it um, but what's no one escapes though, this. They're all terrible. Yeah, but that's what's interesting is that I feel like a lot of people were kind of like, I, I, I don't know. I heard that it was basically like that the show kind of painted Joe as like a good guy and Carol as a bad guy. But I feel like that for me when I was watching no. it, I didn't feel like it portrayed any. I feel like it portrayed all of them as like yeah. just these bad, horrible people. I mean, because Joe, they were just all doing all these terrible, horrible pe- things. People allege that Joe burned down like an alligator uh, exhibit or something with alligators just, inside it. And then, and then at first you're like, "That's probably not true," because because they were filming this reality show. And then some people said maybe that because they had all this footage and he was worried about it getting out, that he burned it down because uh, he didn't want the footage to get out. But he also burned down like this this alligator exhibit and killed all these alligators. But like at first you're like, yeah, that sounds crazy. But then they show you like some footage of him talking to a lawyer and they were able to record it. And he's discussing with his lawyer and his lawyer mentions like, you know, Oh, if that footage is on your farm, you know, you see what I'm saying? You should get rid of it because so Joe got sued by like Carol Baskins or something. And for like a million dollars. So he pretty much got driven into poverty by this huge lawsuit from her. Um, that he antagonized probably pretty much well she also was going after him anyways before it even you know she's pretty much going after him at the start so she probably antagonized it but he responded to that with like death threats and just like a bunch of like you know provocateuring and stuff He just like live streamed like all the time on like uh on just on on the internet of like videos of him like shooting mannequins (laughs) Yeah, saying it was her. Throwing them to the lions and stuff. That's basically an effigy, you know? It's like, that's crazy. And then, like, I don't know, it's just the the depravity of, like, the whole situation. And then I feel bad for him. In a way, you feel very sympathetic for Joe because you realize he's kind of a product of his environment in a way. But also, like, he's a narcissist. So, like, he, he, he just gets so involved with, like... Like when he runs for governor and all he cares about is being governor, and he takes money from the park, which is illegal, and funds a political campaign to run yeah. for governor of his state, and it just gets and he doesn't even care about the tigers anymore. All he cares about is being famous and stuff. Yeah. And, um, but the other guy I really want to talk about was there's there's another guy. So the the fourth man here was um, Jeff, Jeff Lowe. Lowe, who comes in at like the last couple episodes. That I thought was quite. The twist when oh, they pull yeah. this guy in. So, Man, that's so crazy. Pa- I feel like I'm surprised that he's not getting more like hate. Right? He's, he's like a, he's this big old con man. He just cons everyone out of everything. Huge like, con he, man. It's crazy. He's probably he, everyone thinks that he's this really wealthy guy. He probably not even like you know. I feel like it's probably all a front. You know, he's probably just oh, conned yeah. a few people. So he was a guy who. Came in, acted like he was really wealthy, showed up at Joe's doorstep, 
and then started like sort of sponsoring him in this lawsuit against Carol Baskins because because Joe is pretty much on his last legs, he's driven into poverty over the lawsuit. Jeff Lowe shows up and starts backing him in this fight, and as a part of his backing Joe, he ends up taking the entire farm from Joe by pretty much saying, well, if you put the farm, you know, in my name, and then she can't take it from you, or something like that. And so they somehow, through, like, trading it through someone and having that person sell it, and doing all these transactions, they managed to get it to Joe. And then Joe, instead of being like, yeah, I'm just holding it for you until the lawsuit's over, Joe just takes the whole farm. And eventually kicks Joe out of it. Yeah, he just comes he does that to another, and he does that to someone else too. He does that to another guy later on too. He does that to like, Tim. Uh, I think it's the, the, whoever the guy they're building, and there's so, so that he ends up becoming business partners with someone else, and they start like making another park or whatever, another another zoo, um, and then he basically just has him do all the work. He has him foot the whole bill. Yeah. He just doesn't even pay any. And then the guy kind of realizes, he's like, okay, well, all right, I guess this guy isn't going to help me out at all. But anyway, what so that's kind of the idea behind the old show. Fucking Was that pretty crazy. much, t- did Tim Stark pretty much just take that whole zoo? Is that what happened? Because I saw that part, but I didn't know what happened. It's kind of like the end of the story. I don't There's- know. The, I'm pretty sure that the Joe's zoo gets, it got shut down. Yeah, Jeff they're going to move down it. Zoo. Um, but then, yeah, I don't really know what happened with that. They didn't I wonder, really go into it. I wonder if people will start going to the new zoo when it opens because I just it's just a such a sensation now that you're like, oh, I could go. It's like Disneyland of yeah. Oklahoma. It's yeah. like Oklahoma Disneyland. I could go see all these you know white trash con man murderer felons polygamists <laughs> yeah. in Oklahoma. Which you could see anywhere in Oklahoma, but now it's on Netflix, so it's like a big deal. <laughs> and then, so like the the real the arch of the story, the more like the central part is that that Joe, you know, so the way that it's presented, Joe asks someone. He always talks about killing Carol Baskins because she's driving him into poverty. He and she's trying to basically take his zoo from him, and um, so he. They say that he solicits someone to go kill her, and then that person goes to kill her, but then decides not to and that person also this is after joe was in his you know circle and owned the farm and so supposedly he asked joe's henchman to go kill carol baskins and then uh the guy doesn't do it and then it's not a big deal but later this strip club owner because it can only get more seedy this strip club owner guy who also has exotic animals you know he gets involved because he thought you know, with Jeff, they were going to turn over Joe to Carol to get, they're trying to get rid of Joe yeah. uh, through some blackmail, but suddenly Carol calls the, basically the FBI of zoology or whatever, like this <laughs> Zootopia the FBI. Wildlife service. Yeah, Those fish and crazy, wildlife man. Service. You would never expect it, but they're crazy. They're worse than the FBI. They're crazy. And then those guys get involved all of a sudden, and they just they just come and they they come down really hard on the strip club owner guy because he had a couple exotic animals as pets, and then he, they turn him into an informant, and then he goes after Joe, and then for some reason which they never explain, he pulls in Jeff, who's now the owner of the farm, and then Jeff and him sort of corroborate a story to get Joe charged yeah. for this murder. But then well, at I the think- end you. You kind of realize that it's maybe not. I feel like, I don't know. I do feel like 
the yeah was it like James or something as the strip club owner I'm pretty sure yeah James. Jeff and Joe I'm pretty sure that they were all three at some point planning to kill Carol Baskin and I think that or something you know what I mean I think that there was like you know, a plot going on there at one point. But I think that what happened was that Joe was so wrapped up in his whole scheme. He was riding high. He kind of started getting, you know, he started, like, he started going broke. He was out of money. Jeff Lowe also got um, in trouble for some other, other so for some other felony in, like, Vegas or something. So he's like, well, and I got that kind of the laws coming down on me. Oh, yeah, and then when Joe started embezzling money from the park, they're kind of like, you know what, this guy's a loose cannon. We don't need him. They already had his park. He wasn't really contributing anything. So they just, I think that what really happened was they were just like, you know what? I think our best bet is just hang it on Joe. Hang it. Hang. Stop doing all this. Hang it all on Joe. And then they both started working with the feds. They were both kind of even kind of leading him on too. like there was a lot of texts that they sent him that they like were sent back to the FBI that they kind of led him on. And then they kind of. Fab had another guy, it seems like, maybe fabricate a story about what Joe paying him and stuff. But what's crazy, too, is that it's hard to say because a lot of these people, like like the guy that was a le- the alleged hitman, he just went on a complete bender. Like, cross, like yeah. he went across, like, three states on this long-ass bender. It's not a reliable witness. And though. he kind of, like, was making... He was saying some stuff when he was still, like, strung out. But then in, on when he was testifying, he was saying other things. But then he was saying a whole different story when he was on the show. So, yeah, like, you have no idea what's liar. going on. Pathological liar. Yeah. But- I, I have the different theory. I have a, Okay, my theory is that Joe... That, I, my theory is that Joe constantly talks about killing Carol Baskins, but uh, my theory is that Jeff orchestrated the whole thing. That Jeff pulled up her place on Google Maps, started looking around, started talking about killing her, kind of got Joe involved in it, and then yeah. that Jeff had his henchmen go to kill Carol Baskins, and then somehow trick Joe into giving her, uh, sorry, trick Joe into giving the henchman guy, whose name is Alan, I think. I think that Jeff tricked Joe to giving Alan a cell phone and a little bit of cash for him to go on a road trip or whatever. And then that guy goes off and then later they make it like a, he's going to go kill Carol Baskin. Cause I didn't, I don't know. I have to rewatch it, but I don't recall there being like really strong direct evidence that, that this was a plot that Joe set in motion. It honestly seemed like, and for a long no. time, the feds couldn't find any proof until suddenly, like later on, when Jeff got involved, he he was the one who kind of pulled together that oh, um, or Alan or whatever. They they kind of put together the story that Jeff gave him money and a cell phone. And yeah. before that, there was no evidence, and well, they couldn't and get him on murder. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely like. I don't think Joe would have done it done it himself. It didn't I make that. Yeah. He wouldn't have just he wouldn't have decided to do it himself. I think that yeah, maybe there was a plot in motion, but I think a lot of it was was Jeff. I think and it was I a think setup. that yeah, I think I think it was like I think it was a setup. I think that it obviously seems like, like a huge setup. I mean, I think that they all deserve to go to prison. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing though too is that all of these Joe people got charged for go nineteen counts of of crimes. He was charged for nineteen things. Only yeah. one of those was this was this plot to commit murder. Everything else was like, you know, Animal I mean, cruelty. he killed like five tigers on his park. Yeah. They said he like, shot five of his own tigers. Yeah. Like, I mean, and he was, yeah, obviously he was breeding, he was transporting, 
But the yeah. good thing about this in the end is that it does kind of end up um, well because uh, Doc Antle's uh, cult actually got raided as well. Um, yeah. And then there's also allegedly more charges coming against uh, Jeff, the con man. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully. Who, yeah. Who's alleged to do all kinds of bad happens, stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like. The person, sadly enough, I feel like the narrative kind of works. The person I hate the most is is Carol Baskins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that bitch, Carol Baskins. <laughs> I want to kill that bitch, Carol Baskins. Yeah. You know, like, I well, can't I get that like, out of my head. I feel like kind of one of the reasons for that is it's even just it gets that like part of your brain going where like because she always acts like she's so much better than everyone. She's else. like a superior. And you know she's not. Person. She's like just as bad as everyone else. She's just a gross that, white trash. Person. Yeah. yeah, and that doesn't make her like worse than anyone else per se but because she acts like she's better you're kind of like you know what <laughs> screw you <laughs> like yeah and then you get on joe's side there's a which moment is not like a the right side there's no really right side here the right side is i'd say like with the fbi or whatever <laughs> the right side is go to your goddamn real zoo don't go to yeah. these fucking weirdos but but there's a moment of like clarity towards the end that i really appreciate where they show like joe and he talks about having two monkeys on his farm and having them in cages next to each other for 10 years and then eventually selling them to a zoo and they're putting in a habitat together and then they're hugging and then he says oh maybe i kept them apart from each other for 10 years and they couldn't hug like that and that's probably my fault and i have to live with that like that's such a moment of like clarity and self-awareness and then from carol baskins you just get this wall of like I am, you know, Jesus Christ Almighty saving yeah, the world. You know, I agree. And, I, I do think that that was a big moment because yeah, the like person said, who realizes they're a villain is better than the villain who thinks they're a superhero. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that yeah, he clearly. It, I feel like he kind of realizes. You know, once he gets everything taken away from him, he realizes he's like, oh, that's why we come. And he kind of says, he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go. He's like, when I get out, I'm just gonna go live a normal life. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be, like, what, like, 60 or something. He's Netflix famous now. I mean, I've heard that he f- has heard of the show and that he's really happy that people know who he is and stuff. And oh, yeah. He, he's enjoying his new fame. And Carol yeah. Baskins is bitter and angry because now everyone thinks she killed her husband and she wants to sue Netflix for a million dollars. So, <laughs> And she probably will. She probably will. Yeah. Well, she's got like all kinds of. She's like she's suing everyone all the time. Yeah, Ugh, the worst. Just so, terrible. That was a that was a ride. That was. Are you a, happy? Are you happy ride. you took that ride? Uh yeah. But it is hard though because I think like it's like a hard show because it's really fascinating. You can't stop watching. It's that train wreck that you just can't stop watching. Yeah. But like one of the one of the actually the. Uh, one of the animal handlers from the zoo. Um, it's, it's actually really sad when you kind of like see the animal handlers in the end, and they're kind of like, and you're talking to them, they're kind of yeah. going back to their normal lives, and they're like talking about missing animals and stuff. And then one of them kind of talks about, it's actually the one that lost an arm. She's kind of talking, she's like, you know, like everyone talks about, oh, Carol Baskin won, you know, Joe's in jail, you know, or Carol Baskin, everyone hates her now, so Joe won. It's like, and, and she's like, you know, like, there's not really any kind of like winners or losers here. The only people or the only, the only real losers here are like the tigers, you know? Cause like, they're just, I mean like these cats, yeah. they're just treated so terribly. 
Yeah. Like just kept in terrible conditions. Yeah. Doc Antle was like, he, so Doc Antle would raise cats. He'd breed cats. He'd take them to like, you know, have people pet them and stuff while they're kittens. And then once they would get old enough to like not be little and cute anymore, he would like put them in a gas chamber and kill them. I think yeah. cremate them. So it's like, that was a, that's a, that's, that was a real, I feel like that was also a really important moment. Cause she's like, you know, that really, cause she kind of brought it all back around to be like, Hey, look, like this is, it's really good entertainment <laughs> to watch all these people go crazy on each other. But like at the same time, you know, this whole time, all these cats had just been, yeah, that was a thing at the end. I remember the, um, there was a thing where they said there's more tigers in captivity now than there is in like the wild. And yeah. I thought that was so yesterday I, remember I was I was eating I was eating something, I was at the beach, I went to, so coronavirus or whatever, back to coronavirus. I you know, I put on my face mask, I went down to this food truck, I went to the beach, I was watching the ocean, and we're eating sandwiches, and I can't stop thinking of Tiger King. So I told my producer, I was like, you know, I Googled there's seventy six and a half million cats in the United States. In the entire world there's only four thousand tigers. It, living in like the wild and i was like what's the point of evolution what's the point of like natural selection this yeah. little animal that's like a derivative of a derivative that can't do shit or even take care of itself most of the time is now like probably like two million to one for for all the for all of yeah. the the tigers out there or like two hundred thousand to one or something for for every tiger which is a huge animal that could kill you and and this tiny little you know purring you know useless pretty much you know reprobate has <laughs> taken over like like no, evolution is broken daniel it's broken no i know that was kind of something i was actually talking about like i was just kind of you know i don't know doing the like devil's advocate kind of thing when i was talking about that with uh, i was watching with my producer and we were like and i was like you know like you could almost make the argument that it's like domesticating uh big cats is almost just kind of a part of like their next step of evolution kind of you know because because i kind of made that point where i was like look at like house cats and dogs yeah there's so many of them and they're so they like live society and they're gonna live for a long time their species is not gonna go extinct yeah pretty much until you know humans do because they're just gonna keep having them gonna keep them alive and stuff i'm like what if that's kind of part of like just their evolution that has like their natural environment gets more and more urbanized and we move into their area they have to evolve to be you know domesticated and live with humans i mean obviously i don't think that that's like i don't see that as necessarily like a positive (laughs) thing i'm not saying all right let's go domesticate it's a good point though but i think it's it's like so one of those things we have to ask you know where it is where does our evolution as a society start to you know, inhibit the evolution of other natural species. It's it's very noble for us to try to keep all the animals wild and in their own habitats. I think it's great. I think it's, yeah, I think it's great. At the same time, how much does that work? And you think also, one thing I think about a lot is you think of all those zoo animals and stuff that are like their natural habitat is like sub-Saharan Africa or something. Mm -hmm. Like all these animals that live in like, you know, these parts of Africa. What if Africa like, you know, catches up and like urbanizes and yeah. what if there's like cities the size of new york in africa you know which i well, think would be awesome like you know? and there are i mean there are like it's becoming more and more that's true urban. there probably are but there, i mean if, yeah. if africa became like 
giantly urbanized the way like the U.S. is or like, something like, like Europe. You know, like yeah, it's just one giant urban landmass basically. <laughs> I mean, I where like. are you gonna park all these you know animals that are native to? It? And that's why sometimes I think maybe that's why you have all those. You know, like America used to have like your bison or something, mm-hmm. and then aren't they like? endangered or extinct or they're something. endangered there's like, like people ate all of them left there's yeah, like people ate there all was of like them. a herd yeah well you know what's crazy is people didn't even eat all of them what actually oh. happened is so during the indian wars because the army didn't have enough people uh, enough men to actually go and just murder all the indians what they did was they would just go out and they'd murder all the herds of bison wow. so that they wouldn't have anything to eat so then the Indians would starve, would be starving, and they would be forced to move onto the reservations. That's dark. So, yeah. That, that, really dark. Very dark. Really Have dark. You seen that That's movie? something you don't learn in the textbooks. Yeah, they don't teach you that. That would no. make America seem very naughty. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. It's, it's, some, it's some Joe Exotic type of behavior there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I guess, yeah, yeah, that is a good question. It brings up a wider question of, like, how do we, you know, as we, like, as we urbanize the world and as we make the world more inhabitable for humans, how do we keep it inhabitable for these other species? And should yeah. we? <laughs> and should we? I mean, you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm not, like, I'm not, <laughs> I sound really bad But right it's now. a question. <laughs> but yeah, it's, like, it, a question that you can ask. It just seems like that's the way it's going. I mean, you think about natural selection, like, picks winners and losers, and you look at, like, you know, big cats and stuff, and you're like, didn't they lose? Like, yeah. isn't this, like, the part where, like, the missing link, you know? Like, this is something I don't understand about evolution, I'm just saying I don't understand it. It's like if people like evolve from like monkeys or whatever, where's all of those versions in between? So I'm like an iPhone 10 human and a monkey yeah. is we're like the original iPhone. Where's Where the, the iPhone fuck 6? Is the iPhone 6? Where the <laughs> fuck is the iPhone 6? You know? Like where the fuck are they? There's yeah. so many like iterations but like how come none of that's there? And I'm sure that the, these evolutionary biologists have this big elaborate answer that is just too perfect and all impossible to prove um how that happens you know but at the same time like it kind of make me think like maybe the big cats like tiger maybe they're that missing link maybe this is how that how that happens you know like you have this big societal change and these things that don't cope just kind of disappear yeah and end up with these like stupid cats and shit that like don't do anything <laughs> just and fucking like, sleep around on the fucking chairs all day yeah maybe the tiger was the iphone 6 which was just way better than this iphone 10 <laughs> stupid cat <laughs> the cats just more convenient or whatever i don't know yeah. this is a terrible analogy and i regret all of it no i, I go make my they'll go to coffee and feel no, bad I mean, about it it makes sense though because you would think that if at one point something you know evolved to create early humans you think that something else would evolve to make Where's some those... other kind of advanced yeah. species as well at some point it's so unexplained it's so unexplained that's that shit that i don't like when when they're always like okay this is gonna make everyone angry but but when they say like oh there was like an ice age and that got rid of all the primordial humans and then you just had regular humans and the, all of the other things that were even older than regular <laughs> humans you're like 
Hey, Noah's Ark was a better explanation of all this bullshit. It so, was, like, actually. <laughs> give me a real explanation. And that's a terrible explanation. It's easier for me to believe that, that all the animals just went on a boat. And, like, all the other <laughs> primordial stuff. for a few years. Yeah. And then and Noah was like, you know, fuck all those caveman guys. They're really annoying. <laughs> I can't. I just can't be fucked with those guys. And they're like, hey, you gonna leave us behind, Noah? And he's like, fuck around and find out, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's why we don't have cavemen. Because Noah was kind of petty, and one of them like screwed his wife or something. You know, like something like that. I believe, but I mean, come on, the Ice Age. No, don't cavemen live in caves? I mean, come on. <laughs> I need to look that up now, and like someone needs to give me a, a reprimand for this kind of, you know, this is another thing. Okay, now I'm just ranting. Yeah, yeah, no, rant away. <laughs> okay. Also, I'm gonna rant and say some bullshit I can't stand is when people use the label anti-science. It makes me so angry. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, you can't just take some theory in science, find someone who disagrees with it, and say. That's anti-science. It's like, that's not a thing. Like, the whole point of science is people disagree about stuff. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, I think that... Um, it's crazy. It's no, crazy to yeah. me. I don't... I don't buy it. I think... I'm not saying... I'm not saying you have to... You can... Okay, there are certain things people say that's crazy that I think is stupid. But at the same time, like, come on. Like, I don't believe this whole thing of, like, just because someone disagrees with a theory in science that it's anti-science. No, I like, I think so, You don't have too. to buy the whole thing, you know? I agree. Because I, there's a lot of... there's I think that there's a lot of points in history where it can be like, look, like, I don't know, like, Galileo. Like, the whole world was like, oh, like, you know, the world, uh, you know, the world is in the center of the universe. And he's like, no, I, yeah. think, I think... And then he questioned that. He's like, oh, I think we revolve around the sun. And then they killed him, so that kind of sucked for him. But yeah, like that that moved us forward scientifically, so we could figure out more. I mean, I think that yeah, I think I think that you know, like real scientists aren't the people. That scientists are, are supposed to be anti-science. People. Yeah, they're not the people that are going around calling people like anti-science and stuff. Yeah, those are like the celebrity scientists that are. Doing you have it. to be anti-science yeah. to be a scientist. Yeah, like exactly. that's the whole point of. Like, fucking real, science real scientists they are they're going out there asking questions they're like well that doesn't make sense why is it like that or could yeah. it be this other way you know yeah like, and i, I was mean, like people... i was even like i was watching some dude like i don't know one of those stupid youtube videos where it was like oh like a uh it's it some kind of physicist or something he, he uh was explaining dimensions and like I don't know, like four different levels. It was like beginner to intermediate. And at the last one, he was talking to another like super like expert physicist. And I have no idea what they were talking about, but he was just throwing out these kind of ideas. And the guy was like, well, why? And the guy was like, well, why not? Let's just see if it works. Let's just try yeah. it. Why not? That's Clearly what point. we have now isn't working. So let's just try this. Like this doesn't explain it. So let's just say maybe this is true and try that and if it doesn't work then we try no. something else it's not a big deal that's you know? that's how i am i'm like that's how it is like you can deny certain thing in science i get that but like being all like oh it's so anti-science of you to think that it's like like this thought police bullshit is not science that's when science doesn't exist anymore is yeah. when you can thought police people out of disagreeing stuff that is some 
fucking bullshit. Next time you hear someone saying anti-science, I'm just gonna backslap that dumb bitch. Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> she is totally someone who would say that's anti-science. She, that's exactly who would say that. I don't know why I'm even talking about this. But somehow we talked about evolution and, and also anti-science stuff. Just um, Because I could totally picture someone saying that's anti-science for me to say that. You know, where the fuck are the primordial people? But at yeah. the same time, I'm like, where the no, fuck are I, they? I think it's a good you question tell me. Ask, man. I don't have to tell you. You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> fuck all that. Jesus Christ. Okay. Now that we've made everyone angry. Now that we've pissed <laughs> off, yeah, like, you know, the... the, the <laughs> The animal rights people, the animal owner people, the scientists, and the yes. uh, Check. religious people. Yes. Also them. Dude, I think um, I think our next episode, let's just watch like like 24 hours of World War II documentaries and just talk about that so we don't piss anyone off. <laughs> <laughs> let's just talk about the Battle of the Bulge or something for like... <laughs> For like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and also talk about World War II. Also, we'll, we'll, come, we'll find a way. We'll find <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they named a battle after the Bulge. Like, it's so, so stupid. It's like, uh, <laughs> the Bulge is even... I don't even... The Bulge isn't even what you would think it was going to be. It's just like a bump and like... It's like a curve in the front lines. Yeah, like, I always hit thought that it was bulge. like a hill or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I Not watched enough. a bunch of those on Netflix. Those are pretty good too. Yeah. But, no, yeah. I used to watch a lot of those with my dad, you know. I know you did. It just sounds like something you guys would do. <laughs> yeah. All those Ken Burns documentaries. Oh, God. Oh, man. The ones where they just cut to like black and white photos of stuff and then like. And they just do the slow zoom. Narration. Slow, yeah! Like, they do the slow drifting zoom like off the side. It's literally like, oh in, uh, man, what is it in like Movie Maker? Windows or something? Movie Maker. You, if you post, if you have a picture Panning. on Movie Maker, you can do a Ken Burns effect. It's called the Ken's Burns effect, and it just like it just slowly zooms, the zooms and pans. <laughs> My gosh, that is so true. That is exactly that. That's see, that's what Netflix really figured out is making documentaries that aren't boring as shit. Yeah. That's, like, one of my biggest, like, I don't know, like, my biggest, uh, what is that word? I don't know. One of the best things I thought Bulge? about. Bulge? <laughs> 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 one of the best things I thought about Tiger King was that it had a lot of really good footage. Oh, like, okay. Like, good stuff. Footage. That's the yeah, word you were yeah, looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there are a few bulges too, but <laughs> yes, there's a lot of bulges. That's so what? not safe. Joe forward. Exotic like sold uh, Joe Exotic underwear. Oh my gosh! In like, condoms. In the gift shop at his uh, park. Oh, that's gross. That's yeah. just so nasty. I so don't even understand. Like, I don't understand how we as a society have these things happening and then don't even realize them until like it's on a Netflix documentary, and I you're know. like. This is some kind of ancient culture or something that's responsible for this. I don't... This can't be us. Wow. people, man. I wish the Mayans were right and the world just ended in 2020. Or 2012. (laughs) Mayans let us down, man. We were kind of... We were... I feel like we were at a good place. A good ending place there, you know? 
Yeah, that was that was that was as far as we needed to go. Really, <laughs> past that. Uh, nope. It's just, Coronavirus. It's the roller coaster downhill. All right, everyone. Stay inside. Social distance. Watch Tiger King a couple times. Mm-hmm. And uh, and tune in next know. week to get pissed yep. off at all of our crack brain opinions. Just very controversial, <laughs> no one's happy kind of commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to get triggered, <laughs> that's where you go. <laughs> all right.